Hello one and all, it's a Buggies broadcast, it is season 3 episode 14, my name is Luke Hatfield and I'm joined by a man who has far too much granola for one person, uh, <laughs> Mr Joe Massey. I'm joined by greatness mate, I'm joined by greatness. <laughs> Please. Because I, International Weekend, I had a little weekend off, I wasn't really I wasn't really looking at work things, I tried to stay off Twitter a little bit and mm-hmm. then I came in this morning and luckily, because you'd replied to someone else, it popped, it re-popped into my feed that you are an award winner. <laughs> I am sat by the award-winning Luke Hatfield. Yeah, let's not pick it up too much. I mean... What did you win? I, I was named Multimedia Journalist of the Year. Multimedia In the, in the Midlands journalist. Media Awards. And to be honest, I was just delighted to be nominated. But you won. And to win the whole thing was amazing. What do you think swung it for you? Well... It's funny you mention this. Because I think it's this podcast, if I'm being honest. It's 100% not this podcast. 100% is this podcast. And maybe, you know what I'm thinking. If they listen to this podcast, there is not a chance I would have been nominated. (laughs) Um, Bleeps galore over the last couple of weeks. Do you know what it was, though, apparently? Because I spoke to, um, well, I say I spoke to one of the judges actually kind of sounded me out afterwards, hunted me down. Oh, right. Um, and so they lo- admire your love of the baggage. Look, right, I'm, I'm going to say this, and this is the genuine reason. One of the articles submitted, or items submitted, was a video of when Darren Moore was sacked. Oh, right. I was on my own in the Hawthorns. It's on YouTube. You can you can track it down. Yeah. It's not news anymore, of course. Yeah. Um, but she was like, this was the one that did it. This was it. This was the reason, and so it was an Albion piece that actually an Albion won the piece. award. Yeah, yeah. So when the manager, look, when when a club sacks a manager, things aren't going well, are they? So I'd imagine what that that what that video portrayed was your hurt at how badly things were going at Albion. That's what I'd imagine. You captivated the watchers with your passion. No, um, it was more shock. Was it shock? Because if but you remember, deep emotion, nonetheless. If, but deep emotion. That's you're so connected. <laughs> you're so connected to that football club. I love it. I love it. Oh, you've got to shut up with so this. Albion, stuff. your Albion work is now winning you awards. Yeah. I'm so pleased for you. <laughs> Thanks, mate. You got nothing to come back with, have you? No. It's, no? it's, it's, oh, it's <clears> just. It's just so. It was so nice, and there's so many nice people there. You were like, you stopped and chat, uh, chatted with me. Um, after I did it because I, I honestly did not see it coming um, and were, me neither I'll mate I'll tell you what I, no, I, don't me think neither. Ma- I don't think many people <laughs> saw it coming <laughs> and after you've seen some of the stuff that I've written and done on video Christ almighty um, but no there were so there were so many good people in our category as well I mean there were What's people that? from like ITV and oh all, my this, God. all this lark and, and you are the cream of the crop some bloke from the Express and Stars has gone beating them so that's quality yeah. Fully deserved. Cheers, mate. I'm so pleased for you. I, I appreciate it. But let's get on to granola. Come let's talk that. about your love. We just, I just want the Albion thing. Your love for Albion, just very quickly. We won't go on about this every podcast. Well, you are going to go on about it. Every no, we podcast. won't. We won't. But we'll, we'll just say that the shirt is very soon on its way. We're just waiting for confirmation. The money's been sent to the Albion Foundation. That'll come in. We'll get the shirt. We'll put Luke Hatfield in it, and it'll look beautiful. Just very, very quickly, I just want to shout out. This is not going to make a lot of sense on the podcast now, but it will make sense further down the line. <laughs> but there's um, a Twitter account, G-WBA, has sent me the most wonderful gift for Luke Hatfield today. I mean, it is beautiful. People on my desk have seen it. It is some, it's very, 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 very special. He is going to love it. Absolutely love it. I am going to hold it until Christmas. 
I mean, I was tempted when you went. I was tempted to give it to you today just because it is that great. And then when you won the award, I was like, oh, could I get away with giving it to you as like an award present? Um, <laughs> no one's ever heard of an award. <laughs> you get given the award. That is the present. But I'm gonna just keep it on my sleeve. So I just want to say thank you to G Stash. WBA on Twitter. I'm just going to say. So thank, thank you so much. There is serious risk of getting blocked. And that's something to, for everyone to look forward to this Christmas. I mean, a lot is riding on them now. They may not be able to follow me after after Christmas. Depending yeah, on what this yeah. gift is. Yeah, and they've been missing out on award-winning content. And and for the record, I have now accepted. I've accepted that I will be wearing the top, but that I've, you know, I've come up with a plan. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll wear it. I'll wear it. I've said to Joe, I'll wear it. All right. Well. Um, but there's a plan around it. All right, well, we'll see about that. We'll talk about that closer to the time, but there's not going to be any plan. Yeah, so what's the deal with this granola? I mean, I've said it twice now. Uh, I come in, and no word of a lie, Joe Massey has probably one of the biggest lunchboxes you can you can imagine. Should we talk about Albion? Because I've got to leave. We've got this podcast that's got to be an hour today, because I'm going to, I'm rushing to Albion to speak to Nick Davis, the who's list, head, of, head of fitness. The listeners want to know about this granola, mate. I'm having granola sense. yogurts for breakfast. Yeah, but like, it was the size of this lunchbox, mate. It wasn't even a lunchbox, it was the size of the bag of granola, but it's going to see me through. Through what? So anyway, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, I'll tell you what's going on. I'm not going to go into actual details, but basically, everyone, I'm sure everyone knows, in the shop boots, yeah. you can weigh yourself, and it works out your BMI. And I can just picture you walking into boots, and your missus saying, Joe, <laughs> do you want to try that out? <laughs> it wasn't my missus that made me do it, it was, I, just, I was just thinking... Maybe I should just, like... I do eat absolutely dreadfully. I mean, like, I do eat a hell of a lot of takeaway. Like, you know why this is? It's because you don't eat, like, the pies and stuff they give you at games, and you stop at a Mackey's on the way. Yeah, I know, but a pie isn't great either, is it? Ah, oh, it depends. Probably better than a Mackey's, though. I don't know, actually. Come to think about it, a pucker pie is pretty bad. So, anyway, I stood on one of those machines, took my weight and height and body mass index, or whatever it's called, hmm. um, and, yeah, let's... I mean, height and weight. To be honest, I'm fine with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you don't, you don't have to. You don't have to give the details. Here, but right? internally, whatever it's called, what, do you know what are they called? Something fat. What is your body fat percentage? Yeah, yeah. It wasn't good. It was not good. <laughs> like, well, they they categorise it into like five categories, of which the worst category is poor. And I am. I, I won't give you the percentage, but I was in the poor category. <laughs> so I just thought, like, mm, you're looking great. Should man. I? Should yeah, but obviously, like, I'm not, am I? Like, internally, I'm not. I thought I was going <clears> to <throat> be like one of them, like, you know, them skinny fat people. Like, because my diet is not brilliant. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah, but your yours is good, isn't it? It's actually okay. Yeah. But I don't. Yeah, but you, you're a lot more sporty than me. All I do is play squash every now and again. You play basketball every single oh, week. I'd love to give you a game of squash, Jay. Um, well, we could do squash. We need we need something running on it. Um, yeah, we'll have some. We'll think of something for that. That's a good idea. Yeah, if anyone um, if anyone comes up with a good idea. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah. So I thought I'm gonna start eating he- more healthy. That's not good. like more. I'm not I'm just gonna try and like eat. I never eat breakfast, which means at like eleven o'clock I end up having a biscuit and a bag of crisps. I just steak bake at eleven o'clock today. Nice. Mm. So I'm gonna. Yeah. So to, basically, I've bought loads. Nathan Judah told me to go and buy loads of Greek fat-free yogurt. And. Oh. And fill it with, like, granola. Oh, I couldn't have that for breakfast, you know. So I had that for breakfast today. It was all right, you know. Mm. Enjoyed it. Decent? Decent, yeah. Worst ways to start the day. It really is. Yeah, it certainly is, to be fair. Um, shall we Shall we get on to the Yes, because we have not got we? long today. So, well, <clears throat> we, we, we did promise we were going to do this segment, and we're going to get right into it. Oh, okay. It's, it's a week in the life 
of Joe Massey and Luke Hatfield. What a week. I mean, it's pretty spectacular. So, again, yeah, because so we had a request, didn't we, to find out about what it's like. We're in the international break at the end of the day. Not a lot's changed from last I week. Mean, there's not a lot we can talk about today that we didn't talk about on Monday. We'll talk about Nathan Ferguson and Mateus Pereira later, because that's what everyone... Yeah, that's yeah. the real headlines, let's be honest. Not what we do week in, week out. But we've got an hour to fill. Um, so we'll talk about our it's lives. A great advert for the podcast. By the way. <laughs> we've got an hour to fill. I don't like them being us focused. Why not? That's what people want. No, they don't. They want Albion insight. Is what they want. Yeah, they do. They do want that. Yeah, <laughs> they just bear through us, don't they? <laughs> Although I just, I, I did have a couple of people tweet me saying they were chuckling along with the podcast on the train. Yeah, and I, was, that, yeah. I, I did listen to it back because I always listen to our podcast back. He's come through with a Christmas present for you as well. So, Am I going to have to buy like forty Christmas presents in yeah. response here? That should. That's a great punishment, actually. If people, if you got like forty gifts and you had to buy them forty how gifts, how much do you think I'm? How much money do you think I'm made of? I don't know. You're gonna have to, well, maybe you should go knock, knocking for a raise now. You're an award winner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe <laughs> I should. Um, so yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. So, so what do I do? What's Monday, what? Monday, Monday, Monday. What happens? I'm gonna go Monday? through the week. So my, so the job. My job is essentially pretty much on average is to get three stories in the newspaper every single day mm-hmm. that are Albion related. So we have always a story on the back page. It's always the back page lead on the Samuel edition. Yeah, always the biggest. The, when you pick over the paper, the Samuel edition, the back page story, the lead one every single day is pretty much by me on Albion. Yes, that's to say, if you're in Wolverhampton, it's by one of the Wolves reporters in on Wolves. Um, and if you're in Walsall, it's by the Walsall Reporter. Or on the editions of the Express and stuff. Unless there's an absolutely <clears throat> humongous story. Unless there's a massive, massive story, yeah, then that might go through all editions on the back page. But, yeah, normally it's always Albion on the back of somewhere. So that's your biggest story of the day. Put that on the back page. Inside the paper, we've got the Albion page, mm-hmm. where it can basically do what I want with it. But So, for example, tomorrow... I'm plugging this Nick Davis piece a lot because the the analysis piece did well, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so it, was really, be, it was a really good piece, man. Thank you, thank you. So I want it to be along those lines. Um, so tomorrow I'm going to take out the inside page with that feature. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go and interview him at two o'clock and I'm going to write it up and then that'll be tomorrow's inside piece. So there'll only be two stories Albion related tomorrow. Three hours is a quick turnaround for It's a quick turnaround. Like and like this morning I've been writing about Stourbridge as well in the FA Cup. So yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not just Albion we do. I have to do, grass, I have to do other, other sports and other... But yeah, that's the basis of the job every single day, really, mm-hmm. is to get three, on average, three Albion stories. Which is a lot of writing. Yeah, it's like a lot. It's, it, it depends on if you've got them. Yeah, yeah So yeah. like if you've like interviewed a player, or and say Billich, for example, mm. and you've got a couple of Billich lines for the back and a couple of player stories, then you, it's fine. You, you're very, it's very easily manageable. Mm, mm. But if you've got like nothing... And you've got to get three stories. Like an international break, for example. Well, like, yeah. So, like, today, genuinely, I came in with nothing. But now I've got two stories because I've got a line for Nathan Ferguson on the back. Mm-hmm. <gasps> oh. Um, and um, I've got this uh, piece with the uh, fitness lead fitness guy. So, <clears throat> that'll be tomorrow's paper. So, I'm going on a tangent now. But just for ex- what I think a lot of people listen and won't know. Yeah. Is at the Express and Star, we are newspaper first. Yeah. So that's a bit of a dying breed yeah. in the sense that it's the newspaper that makes all the money. So therefore, uh, my priority, which is different to you, isn't it? Very much so, yeah. My priority is to get stories for the paper. Mm-hmm. 
um, and fill spots in the paper. The Birmingham Mail, for example, our rivals, are completely internet first. Yeah, yeah, they don't yeah. give a stuff about the paper. I think mean, that's fair to say, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, you can tell by the way their website is set up that that's the case because it is absolutely... I mean, no disrespect to the Birmingham Mail, there's some great guys there, but there are a lot of ads on that website, which is designed to bring in money. Which is designed... Whereas our website has ads on it, but they're less, aren't they? <clears throat> Not that the, the listeners probably disagree massively. They're like, oh, it's ads everywhere. Yeah, there are. Too, I would say there are too many ads. Mm. But, but yeah, the paper pretty much makes the money, so I'm paper first. So the story... I'll tell you what money from Ferguson's story is in a minute. When we get onto Nathan Ferguson, it's not that exciting to be honest. But oh, man, meant to plug it properly. We'll put that out tomorrow morning. Even though I've written it now, mm. it's all done. It's on the page. It's ready to go. But that will go out tomorrow morning yeah. because it's in tomorrow's paper. Mm-hmm. We're paper first, um, and that's the big difference between us and the Birmingham Mail. Yeah. Even though Joe Chapman, Birmingham Mail, what a lad, what a guy, what a boy, a great guy. Love Even him. submitted a question last week. Great lad. Last week, the week before, I don't know. <clears throat> great, great, absolutely brilliant lad. Couldn't say, couldn't speak higher of him. As you said, my week is very, very, very different to yours. Mm. Um, so I'm, I am I have to get into the office for 8 o'clock on most days. Just yeah. to try and make sure the website is in a half-decent shape for the people travelling to work. Um, I don't deal with the paper like Joe does, really. No. I mean, I'll take stories from the paper and upload them on the website. Um, but in general, my Monday is kind of focused around sorting out stuff from the weekend which needs to go on the website. Uh, that includes stories from Albion, Wolves, Villa, Warsaw, whoever. Um, but on top of that, I have to focus on this podcast. This podcast doesn't just come about. Well, it does. It takes a good 15, 15 minutes of, of say, 15 research. minutes, yeah. Um, no, it's, much, it's, <clears throat> much, it's easier when you, you know, you've, you've been at the games and you've covered the club for a little while. Um, you know, it's one of them where you build up that knowledge. Um, but... But yeah, so like a, it's, it's a, pod, a lot of people think a podcast is a one-hour job and it's done. It's not. I kind of think that. In reality, I mean, we joke saying 15 minutes. It takes half hour, 45 minutes to actually kind of plan like how a podcast is going to go, what you're going to talk about. Um, then you record it, so what we're doing right now. Yeah. Uh, and then after that, there's another half hour, 45 minutes, maybe in an hour if, if we decide to swear. Of, um, this is an education for me because I do all genuinely wonder what you do. Of editing the podcast, yeah, putting the intro music on, putting the outro music on, writing all the description for the for the episode, setting up the package for it to go on the website. There's a lot more than goes into it, so it's more of a two and a half hour job, maybe three hours. <laughs> um, right, sorting just <clears throat> this podcast, this very podcast that you are listening to right now. Um, you have got things a lot more cushy than me, haven't you? You say this. But you only cover one club, mate. Okay, all right. Well, we'll get on to the weekend then, and then we'll let the listeners decide. Yeah. And then the rest of my week, I do a lot of like uh, when you go on the website, you'll see the live streams, which which are on. You know, for example, West Brom versus Sheffield Wednesday this Saturday. If you go onto the website, there will be a live stream running. That will be managed by myself. It'll be created by one of us on the digital team, either myself, Nathan, or David Verman. Um, we manage that. We write a bit of copy for the paper. Actually, we do the oddballs column. We do the betting column, which you see on a weekend. Uh, that's written by us and then of course there could be midweek games which we have to provide digital coverage for so midweekers oh yeah midweekers so, but game days that's probably what people are most interested in mm. so game days <clears throat> from my perspective are very it's, it's alright midweek but we'll talk about weekends weekends it's brutal for you on a weekend to be fair so the weekend is as follows so say it's a 3 o'clock kickoff. 
gets her ground for about one one thirty. One thirty at the absolute latest. Mm. Um, so, but it's yeah. So one thirty at the absolute latest. One o'clock really mm. is when we need to get there by. The reason why you get there for one o'clock or around that time is because at two o'clock the teams are announced. So at two o'clock you want to tweet the teams. That's what everyone wants team news, don't they? And that's absolutely yeah. huge. So my first job on a match day is to well sent so is to tweet the teams really. Then you're into game mode. So I have to produce a match report. It's called on the whistle. In the industry, it's called on the whistle. Mm. And what you mean by that is you're supposed to submit your match report as soon as the referee blows his whistle. Yeah. It's not obviously on the whistle, but you're supposed to do it within like five, ten minutes. Yeah. <clears throat> Which, to be honest, is is, is okay. When you're 3-0 up and it's nothing to worry about, it's all good. It's not handy uh, when you, when it's 3 all and there's a last-minute... Yeah, when it's like a last-minute rewrite, it is a bit... Bit like frantic. So what happens is I watch the game. <clears throat> While I'm watching the game, I'm tweeting about the game, mm-hmm. and I'm also writing about a match report on the game. It's just a very much a blow by blow. What happened mm-hmm. in the twentieth minute? Mateus Pereira scored another world, tricked yeah. his way past two players, sent in a low cross, and Matt Phillips tucked it away. Mm-hmm. It's very very sort of minute by minute in depth. <clears throat> what what happened in the game? It can't really change. That's why. I could go into it in more detail, but when there is a last-minute winner, mm. it doesn't change what I've written, really, because... It's, it's mainly the intro, isn't it's it? It's mainly the intro, yeah, because you go back and write your intro last. So, But obviously, what, whether it was a goal in the 89th minute or not, what happened in the 15th minute hasn't changed. Mm. So you can write it in a way <clears throat> where you can still submit it at full time. Yeah. So I'll write a match report on the game, and that will I'll send that to you, won't I? Mm-hmm. I'll send that to you, and you'll put that on the website. Yeah. Then we go into interview mode. So what will happen is Slavin Bilic and a player will be put up for the press. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately at Albion they are in different areas. So Slavin goes up in one area and the player goes up in another. So me and Joe Chapman from the Birmingham Mail, we've agreed to split it because you physically can't be in two places at once. Mm-hmm. So he might go and interview Slavin Bilic. <clears throat> I'll go and interview a player. And then we'll come together and he'll tap up all the Slavin Bilic quotes and I'll tap up all the player quotes. Yeah. So once we've got those quotes, what we do then do is I write an immediate story with Slavin Bilic's thoughts on the game. Mm-hmm. Just what he thought, pretty much just on the game. We'll have asked him multiple things, Yeah. but we'll, I'll only upload instant game reaction. <clears throat> the other stuff I'll save, I'll squirrel away yeah. for in the week from my two three stories a day in mm-hmm. the week so <clears throat> so then so that will then go on the website yeah then you'll probably pester me for a video I mean you, you love doing the videos you do I do love doing the videos so you'll pe- so then I'll do a video with you yeah and then then I am done at the match I am as in terms of at the ground yeah I am done for that for that in terms of at the match what then happens is <clears throat> I then for Monday's paper have to refresh everything yeah so for Monday's paper I need to do 800 words analysis on the game mm-hmm. player ratings yeah a back page lead yeah and which is about 400 words and an inside lead story mm. when I say lead story that means like the biggest story on the page basically the, yeah. the, the one that has the biggest headline the one that will, if you were looking at the page would grab your attention yeah 
um, <clears throat> and an inside lead. So after the game, yeah, so I go home and if it's a home game, that's, I just get cracking on yeah. all that um, on all that stuff. So that, that normally takes, if it's a home game, that normally takes me until about, or I normally finish on early Sunday morning. I work till like midnight. Yeah. Um, work till about midnight, go to bed, wake up, maybe do one more story. Mm. Then I put my player ratings online and then um, then we're in then I've then, <clears throat> then I could just carry on with my weekend if if it's an away game it's obviously a lot harder yeah because you've got p- probably four hours on average travelling two hours to the ground two hours back again yeah um, and then you just get tired it's as simple as that it's an awful lot of work mm. um, and like you just can't at, if say you've been to say you left the ground at 6.30 you've driven two hours you get in at 8.30 you have a bit of dinner, it's nine o'clock. You write mm. 800 words analysis on a game, that'll take you two hours. Yeah. It's 11 o'clock. At 11 o'clock, having driven all that way and having watched the game, written a match report, interviewed players, interviewed managers, mm-hmm. you can't do player ratings, a back page lead, and then yeah. you just can't do it. Um, <clears throat> so then that rolls into the Sunday. So then like, I spend a lot of Sunday mornings, mm. or, like, almost all Sunday morning, like maybe into like one o'clock Sunday afternoon working. Um, but that's for no time so I don't get that yeah. time back My yeah. da- I get a day off in the week for working Saturday but I don't get a day off for doing that stuff on the Sunday mm. um, it's a brutal it's a brutal shift for you on a Saturday I do feel for you on a Saturday so that's why I think a lot of people because I think for example Matt Wilson left <clears throat> he wouldn't mind me saying this I'm absolutely sure he wouldn't mind me saying it but he, he essentially left because he's got a little girl at school mm-hmm. and a toddler who is at preschool yeah so you couldn't for Matt Wilson okay you can maybe take the hit if you're working all day Saturday yeah but when you're very often working Saturday and a fair bit of Sunday as well when you've got kids who you won't see in the week because they're at school or preschool yeah yeah. it's very very um, hard to juggle that so I think because I would look at I mean before I did the job I'd look at it and be like why would anyone... I mean, I cover West Bromwich Albion for a living. That's, that is the best job in the world. Like, yeah. isn't it? I get to watch West Bromwich... I get paid to watch West Bromwich Albion. I mean, come on. Like, it doesn't get any better than that. Mm. Um, so I can imagine people looking in and be like, why would anyone leave that job? Like, why would anyone yeah. anyone leave? Um, but that's the reality. Eventually, <clears throat> that's why people do leave being sports report. Doing this, what I call, like, beat reporting. Yeah. Following one club religiously every single week, every single game. That's why people have to leave, and that's why Wilson had to leave. Mm. And he wouldn't mind me saying that, it's, it's the truth. How many hours <clears> do you say you put in a week? Because let's say the average working week is what, 40, 45 hours? Yeah. Yeah, so I do, obviously, I do way more than that. So you do eight hours, typically, you do eight hours five days a week, but you do eight hours, say, I mean, this is very conservative, saying you actually worked nine till five. Yeah. Monday through Thursday, had Friday off. I know you don't normally have Fridays off. Yeah. And then Saturday, and you're talking like 12, 14 hours, aren't you? Of work. It's more than 12 hours. It's definitely, definitely more than 12. It's about 12 hours for a home game, I think. Mm. I think it's when you add in the travel and get up to like 16 hours, which is two days um, for an away game. The away games are the kicker. So you're talking like 60 hour weeks? Yeah, probably, yeah. Mm. Other things to add in that like people might be interested in, for example, is Billet, I see Billich on a Friday. Yeah. Um, 
so press conference, press conference on a Friday um, and that's where we get to ask him questions and then we see him again on Saturday mm-hmm. so we don't get to see him that often I think people think we get to see them a lot more often than we do I think some people think you've just got his number in the blower and you can just give him a bell whenever it's yeah. not the case is it like 20 years ago I think that used to be the case 30 years ago it can still be the case <clears> in like lower league level I mean if, yeah. you know you can if you're league 2 or if you're non-league you know you can have the managers or some maybe some players numbers in your phone but when you're getting up to league 1 championship Premier League there's not a chance in hell no chance, that yeah. is happening I always had the Walsall managers number Mm. But I was only able to ring them, like, or get in contact. I was only really, it was only if it was an absolute, like, emergency. Yeah. And there was a few of them. Um, but, yeah, so, yeah, we see Bilich Friday and Saturday. Mm. Mm. That's all. That's my week, that's my games. And my- I love it. I don't, I feel like I'm moaning a lot. It's just, I just want, there, I'm not trying to get, I just think it's important to get across what it actually involves rather than. My Saturday. Am I moaning? Do you think I'm moaning? No, you're not moaning. My Saturday is going to sound an absolute mockery compared to yours. Yeah. <laughs> so um, <clears throat> very similar. If it's home away, I'll make sure I'm at the ground for one thirty. It's very rare that I'm there after that time. Um, if I am, then something's normally gone wrong. Um, but yeah, so get to the ground. Um, I have to kind of manage numerous live streams, so all the games that are on myself and the digital team have to kind of focus on making sure all of them are running even if you're not at the game so yeah. although I'll be at the Hawthorns I could well be managing a live stream that runs for Wolves it could be for Walsall could even be for Shrewsbury Town um, I have to manage that but then when team news comes around I don't have to do all the tweeting that you do but I'll maybe I'll maybe tweet about it I'll do a little pre-match kind of quiz I'll ask who, think, who you think is going to win or something like that a little poll on Twitter um, the game will come along. I'll have to manage all the games, all the live scores as they come in, uh, update things on the on the website as they come in, as goals go, as goals are scored and such. And then it's really at full time when my kind of working day really gets into like full, like fifth gear, shall we say? I have to run out at like eighty-five minutes. Yeah, it's different <clears throat> at the Hawthorns because I can get down to the fans pretty quickly. But if I'm an away game, for example, Middlesbrough, oh. Fans are yeah. right on the other side of the ground. We, you're really high up, so I have to leave like 82 <coughs> minutes. Which, Judah left really early for Hull as well. Mm, so I have to run down with a camera. This is when you'll see me like running around the ground, trying to speak to people, asking asking for them to give their thoughts on a game in, on camera for the Express and Star. Um, speak to them. Do it as quick as I can. The real nightmare is if like West Brom are playing Villa, then you have to get both sets of fans. So you have to run to the away fans, get them before they go, and run to the home fans. That's a real nightmare for you. It was a killer playoff semis last year. Mm, just not knowing you've got whether two, you're happy or sad. Or... You've, you've got two sets of fans, one set delirious, one absolutely gutted. And you torn. You could feel where they're both their pain. Exactly. 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 Um, so then I have to run back to the, the, media, the media room... Uh, by then all the reporters will have sent their match reports in so I have to upload them onto the website include match galleries with them and pictures just don't appear on their own like I have to like sort all them out um, then I have to edit the video upload the video trying to do it within an hour that's when people are really kind of searching they want as much as they can about the game then uh, your reaction will come in from the manager and long, along with every other club's I have to make sure that's on the website and then we do our two shot which is an absolute pleasure there you go. We'll be seeing when you're on your beautiful baggy shirt. I mean, I don't know whether you'll see it. 
I'll be wearing it. That's got to be on full show, mate. Mm, that was not. You got to kiss the badge as well. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So that's it, isn't it? Is that's that our it. week? I don't so, know yeah. how interesting that was for people, really. But that is, um, that's what we do. Christ on my, that was like almost 15 minutes of chit-chat. Was that? Yeah. Might, might be even longer. 28 minutes in. But yeah, that's that's it. My Sunday, my, my Sunday off normally. You're done, aren't you? When you leave the game, you're done. Yeah, that's, that's the it. difference between your job and my job. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't have people... You know, I don't get the same... I don't think privilege is the word... I think the one thing that I always envy about your job is that you are the go-to. Like people know you. They're like, "You're the Albion reporter. I want. I need to speak to this guy to find out." Whereas with me, like, I'm not gonna lie. I've been recognised now and then. When we walked into that ground the other week, they didn't know who I was. They knew who you were. Yeah, but you you haven't been in the job for that long. True. And I'm always out there speaking to the fans. So those are the regular fans in a way, days. Yeah, yeah. Whereas on Twitter, you'll have way more followers than me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, people come to you. They they know they want the information from you. It's not very often I get a break in transfer story, is it? Because I'm not doing that job. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I don't get digging it out. Yeah. I don't quite get that rush. Yeah. I'm, it's I'm, a rush as well. Yeah, it's, I'm, it's the best job in the world. Yeah, mine's more reaction to stuff. Like when you see, for example, if Albion would sign Dwight Gale in January, Joe Massey is breaking that story hundred percent. Mm, I don't know. Hopefully. <laughs> Say Joe Massey breaks a story, you will all go to Joe Mas- Massey's Twitter feed and you'll be like, oh my God, Joe, this is amazing news. And then you'll see watch West Brom fans react to Dwight Gale signing. That is me. That's yeah, the work yeah. I've done. So like, you'll see social media reaction, that'll be me. Or you'll see like a video which will be between me and you. We'll be talking about the, the deadline day deal of, of, of Dwight Gale or something like that. Yeah, yeah. But you, you're the you're the go-to. You're the person who gets that kind of acknowledgement of being the Albion reporter. Yeah, I'm the one digging out the stories, aren't I? Nah, and you, you, do, you do build a relationship with the club and the players and stuff, which is not something I get to do. Yeah, yeah. I do the interviews, don't I? I exactly. interview Bilic, yeah. I mean, I could ask a question in a press if I wanted. I would never tread on your toes and do that. Though. Oh, you're welcome, though. I'm welcome, but I know my place. Yeah, but I might forget. You can ask a question. Oh, no, I wouldn't do that. The amount of times I leave presses and I'm like, oh, I should have asked that. Should have asked that. But I would crap myself asking a question to a presser. Would never, you? I, yeah, I've never done it. I'm quite, I'm a bit nervous in the billet. In the, I've been a bit, when I started at Albion, I was, yeah. Very different from Walsall. Like, Walsall was just me and Radio WM, whereas mm. at Albion you get, obviously, nationals there as well. Especially in a big game. <clears throat> so it's a different, it's a completely different, um, the interest is completely different. Wait until wait until there's a game where they can like secure promotion. Yeah, that'd be that'll be a there'd be like fifty box. reporters there. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You get. I mean, we get nationals there now anyway. <laughs> but it's only a handful. Yeah. Whereas, it, yeah, yeah, that'll be mental. All right. There we go. Then I hope that was all right. <laughs> we ho- I hope that you know enlightened you, and it, you know it did. It did provide plenty of filler for our episode. Um, right. How okay. long we got? Because I've genuinely got to leave. It's all right. We got we got plenty of time, mate. Plenty of time. Um, do you want to get on to questions? Yeah, should we do questions next? Questions, <clears throat> questions, questions, questions. And then we'll do a little bit of talk. Um, Theo. Should we, is, are you going to ask about... Uh, Pereira or Ferguson will come up in this section, right? They'll come up, so that we'll yeah. kind of cover them then. Yeah. Theo, how much would you expect to get for Ferguson if he didn't sign a contract and we have to sell? First question, then. First question. First question. Um, That's what the people want to know. So we just go. We just talk about Naomi Ferguson in general. First of all, 
So the story that's going out tomorrow is basically that um, Albion will consider selling him in January mm. um, if if he doesn't sign his new deal. That'd um, be a nightmare if he went for free, wouldn't it? So yeah, he won't go for free because of his age. Mm. Um, well, it depends. Does it not? No, he won't go. But if he goes to, if he goes outside of the UK, yeah, if he goes outside the UK, three hundred k. Yeah, that's nothing. So that's the issue here. So that's so that's what we need to get into. So, uh, so where do we start? Where do we start? Where do we start? Albion have offered Nathan Ferguson a very, very good deal, from what I'm told, a very attractive deal on a five-year. It's five years. Um, it's a very, very, very good offer. Mm. Um, they want him to sign it. Of course they do because he's a very good player. They also want him to sign it because they believe that it is in his best interests to remain at the Hawthorns. Mm. To which, I don't know what offers he's going to get and how it's going to go if he was to leave. But you, it's just off the top of your head, that is very, very hard to argue against. Mm. He's 19 years old. No one even knew who he was six months ago. Yeah, He's, he's playing outstandingly well. And in Slaven Bilic, he's got a manager who um, has so much faith in him. And he's local. His family are local. Mm. And I think that is... I've said it before, I think, in this podcast. The thing that vast majority of people... The the thing that has hit me most about football, since working in football, is that footballers are human beings. Mm. You just forget it. You just... Because they're footballers, you you lose all that to them. You just look at... Everyone looks at them the same. They're like... You treat them like a video game, don't you? And they're like gods, really, aren't they? I mean, they're worshipped. But they are human. Um... And everything affects them. It affects them so much. So, like, and I think moving away at nineteen, um, it's not. I mean, it's not. It's not the the youngest age. People go to uni at eighteen, but mm. I think it'd be a huge ask for a nineteen-year-old to move abroad. Um, I think it's a huge ask what Louis Barry's done, for example, going to Barcelona for a lad his age to be living in a foreign country, mm. not speaking the language, must be incredibly, incredibly tough. I think there's logistical reasons why Nathan Ferguson should stay. Mm. Um, But he hasn't signed. And there's this issue that basically is screwing over clubs. I can say screwing over, can't I? Yeah, you can say that. This FIFA compensation thing, Mm. where Juventus and Atletico Madrid are the two clubs that have been linked with Ferguson. He will cost around 300k for those clubs. Yeah. Just like Louis Barry cost 265 for Barcelona. Yeah. It's a set figure. It's absolute pennies. And it can happen. So if Nathan Ferguson winds down his co- contract and signs a deal with Juventus, that is what Albion will get, around £300,000. Mm-hmm. Albion basically cannot let that happen, is what they've effectively told me today. Mm-hmm. They just like Morgan Rogers went to Man City. Albion got four million out of it. Yeah. So four million. It's done. It's normally it's it's a thing which is either negotiated between the clubs or it goes to a tribunal. Because it's English clubs, yeah. So an English, yeah. So it's only this foreign thing that's the real mm-hmm. real issue here. Um, so four million pounds. I mean, uh, to be fair, you can't ask much more than that for a sixteen-year-old who's never played for the first team. Mm-hmm. It's pretty impressive, isn't it? Yeah. Not impressive, but it's, you'd have to say that was probably a fair figure. Yeah. So if Nathan Ferguson was to leave in the summer and it would go to tribunal, surely they'd get more money than that because he's. You'd imagine so. He's older. He's older. He's played games in the championship. He's proved himself a little bit more. Um, so then you're starting to get 
it seems almost fair. But what, what, not fair, but there's a reasonable. It's, re, it's more reasonable. What Albion can't allow to happen is him join Juventus for 300k. Yeah, they cannot allow that to happen. It's just not fair on anyone involved. Um, so for that reason, if Ferguson is stolen, then and so, and Tottenham offer. What would you? I, I don't. I mean, I've said a million times. I don't think any player's got a transfer fee anymore. It's everyone's worth what someone's willing to pay. Say, say a <clears> club <throat> come in with ten million. You have to accept that. You can't say no to that. What's where, where's the point where you would you would turn <coughs> your nose up? Five. But then you've got to think he's going for free or he's going for. Yeah. Well, you'd argue you'd, you'd maybe argue that you'd get five million for him in at, summer. At a tribunal, yeah. So um, I think you're looking. At seven and a half, eight million pounds mm. would be if Ferguson is saying he isn't going to sign. I think seven to eight million pounds would be a reasonable fee, maybe, mm. for Nathan Ferguson for a player who. I mean, it's amazing. He's only played thirteen games. Yeah. Genuinely, hand on heart, I really, really, really like Nathan Ferguson. Mm. Um, a as a player and B as a person. Interviewed him twice, and he, he is absolutely lovely. He really, really is lovely. But if I was a manager, I wouldn't buy him after 13 games. I wouldn't buy any player who was performed it's a little bit after a half risk, a season. Me, that's just me personally. It's, no, it's absolutely nothing to do with Nathan Ferguson, that. Mm. It's just me personally. I think half a season just is not long enough to mm. prove yourself at all. Um, but we know Crystal Palace like him. They need a right back. They need a right back and got a hell of a lot of money following Wan-Bissaka's move. Looks like Tottenham are really, really, really keen um, and need a right back. Well, they, I would be too if I had Serge Aurier at right back. Well, exactly. Um, so, there seems there's a lot of. There does, the interest from them is logical, so it does seem like there's something there. So, we're going to have to see what happens. But Do you think he's, he's almost playing this out, seeing where Albion are going to be? Because if Albion get promoted. There's no better place to be, is there, really? I mean, I suppose you could look at Spurs and you could say, well, it's a new ground, Pochettino, but I'll tell you what, there's no guarantee he'll be there in the summer. I mean, Spurs, no. You could understand why he'd be interested in going to Spurs. But Palace? But for, Really? It's, I've always been a bit surprised by how much players are desperate to play in the Premier League. That's what... So, this football is so focused on the Premier League players are desperate mm. to be there they, to me the only attraction to Crystal Palace over Albion is they're in the Premier League the money at the moment yeah, so like, you imagine your wage will be better in the Premier League for me well, I mean you'd rather play for Albion but I don't know will he go to I don't know I don't know I don't think the Palace the Palace thing from his perspective he'll be thinking yes we're top of the table but if we weren't to go up, if we finished third and lost in the playoffs, mm. and then if Palace did off, then then you're back at the start of the season. But if Palace are offering like guaranteed Premier League football, maybe. Mm. But <laughs> to me, I genuinely, genuinely believe. It. To me, Palace. Look, if, if players make those moves all the time, for me, Palace isn't an exciting option. No. Tottenham obviously are a big club. I mean, they're playing in the Champions League. Playing in the Champions League. No guarantee of that next season. Though. No. And you and you got to say with Tottenham, once Pochettino does go, which he will one day, he'll either get sacked or he'll get a bigger job. Are the wheels going to come off a little bit? Are the wheels going to come off and go back to they were when they were just a mid-table Premier League side? So mm. <coughs> I don't know, but that's that's the issue with Nathan Ferguson, and that's the story tomorrow. Is 
Albion will have to consider selling them in, in January if yeah. he doesn't um, sign a new deal. There you go. A little bit of a podcast exclusive there for a day or so. Tom Cannon, as Preston away draws closer on a scale of 1 to 10, how, ex- <laughs> how excited are you for the Preston pie? Will we get a photo too? I'm gutted. You're not going, are you? Absolutely gutted about it. I can't. Just come anyway. I can't. Where are you? I've got a basketball game. It's already been for organised. No, for my other team. Oh. But like, it's one where they gave me the dates. They were like, make sure you free these evenings. <laughs> yes, yes, it's all done. Got right cost. So apparently someone else is going to be there. Yeah, and I wouldn't eat the pies. And even one Nathan Judah, so they're going to be wasted on us. No. Yeah. Get one and bring it back. I'll just get a picture and take a picture. and then Get one, bring it back. And then give it back. I'll put it back on the tray. I'll, I'll pay a delivery fee. Depends how much you embrace this baggy shirt, really. Oh, come on. You can't hold this against me. But if I was going, it would be a 10. Um, Chris WBA has sent a picture of the money raised for the Albion Oh, he has done it. Oh, fantastic. I'll forward that on. £100 raised. This has happened, by the way. Reactions? Fantastic news. Absolutely Terrible news. Fantastic. Absolutely beautiful. Well, I'm going to Albion, aren't I, in a bit? So... So me sends an email, I don't need to put it on, I just go and show them. Beautiful. Can't believe it. <clears throat> Paul Chapel, if Hagazi and Gibbs attract attention in January, would you sell? I'd so, I tell you what, I'd certainly consider bids for Gibbs. If 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 you tie down Nathan Ferguson. Yeah, you'd have to tie down Nathan Ferguson. Um... Hagazi less so. I think Hagazi is just it's a matter with Hagazi, he's he's never gonna break into that back two with them playing so well although there's a chance this weekend there's no way in a million years I'll sell a Gazi in January I mean Billich generally was very very close to signing another centre back in the, in the summer that what was, a, if, that what was if, a, <clears throat> what if someone comes in with silly money like 20 million for a Gazi yeah do you turn that down yeah turn oh. it down turn it down but we won't get to the Premier League 20 million is nothing compared to the pot, of, the pot of gold that waits for you for promotion True. Um, it's all about getting up, isn't it? And Agazi's. What do you think? Is Agazi the best centre back at the club? I, don't, I haven't seen enough. Ajay's bloody good. Yeah. And Barley's been great. I haven't seen Agazi enough. I mean, the one time the one time we saw him this season, he certainly wasn't. Oh, yeah, the best he can't go on that. But, like, he was. <clears throat> people, yeah. So, no way. I'd never. I wouldn't sell him at all. Mm. No chance. Um, Gibbs, if you got Ferguson, then yeah. <clears throat> If you tie Ferguson down, I think you could maybe. As long as the money goes back into the, the team. Yeah. Because I think at the moment you've you we're almost blessed with a little bit of dearth at, at, at the fullback position, aren't you? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Connor Townsend's done really well. Yeah, you got Townsend, you've got Furlong who's been fantastic, and if you've got Ferguson as well. Yeah, you're asking. I mean, yeah, you're asking a lot of Ferguson really because he would be back up, not back up, but he's playing both sides, isn't he? You're mm. having him in there as both. Yeah. I think Bilic does see him as a right back long term, <clears throat> as well as he's done at left back. <clears throat> yeah. But maybe Gibbs. Maybe. You'd maybe consider, consider it. it, yeah. You'd consider it. Um, Chap- Paul Chapel again, if you had a chance to flip Pereira for 50 million, sign him in January for 8.25, sell him in January as well, would you do it? 50 million? If F- 50 million comes in, I think that's a bit of a no brainer. I think at 50 million. Uh-huh. I mean, everyone's got their price, haven't they? Yeah, 50 million. 50 million for a play you've just signed for eight. 50 million you probably have to sell him. 50 million. Yeah. I mean, who was the last player that went for 50 million? Not like, as in genuinely 50 million. 
genuinely 50. <coughs> Wan Bissaka was 45. Initial 45. Maguire. Maguire went for silly money. He went for 80. 80. Yeah. You know what I mean? Allaire went for 45. Joel Linton went for 40. Christ. Joe Linton went for 40 million. I mean, Pereira's worth 60 then, isn't 40 it? 40 million for Joe Linton? I mean, he's a young lad, but, I mean, God. It makes Tyrone Mings look cheap. Mings was 25, wasn't it? 26.5 million. Uh, that's That includes all the add ons, which they've paid some of now because Villa have seen him get an England squad. But he is in the England squad. He's worth, I think that's a good deal. I mean, I know, I know I'm seeing it with rose tinted glasses, but. I think Mings was actually a pretty good deal when you look at it now. England centre back, twenty six years of age, twenty yeah. mil up front, six and a half in add-ons. I think that's a good deal, considering Maguire goes for eighty two weeks later. Yeah, it's not a Villa podcast, mate. Um, True. I don't know fifty. Yeah, I mean you got to sell him for fifty, but <laughs> I'd flip him for fifty. You flip him? Yeah, it would be. I'd do. <clears throat> I'd do so begrudgingly, but I'd do it. Yeah. Um. Lewis asks, how much is a FIFA Willock and is there an option to buy Kravinovic? So, I don't know the FIFA Willock, so obviously I've asked the question. Um, I was told, actually, that, and that is in my story today, that it's in the corridors of Albion, yeah. they describe the fee as reasonable. They're, very ha- they're, they're happy with the fee. Reasonable. Yeah, they think, it's a reason- they think it's a very fair price for him. Two? Three? No, it'd be more than that, I'd imagine. <laughs> he's a player of a lot of potential but hasn't played a first team game no but that doesn't mean he's not got a lot of potential <clears throat> true and potential costs a lot of money um, seen that with Oliver Burke <clears throat> god Albion fans love him don't they I mean I've never seen him play um, but wowzers that reaction to that story last week how did that go when he hinted his move was away I mean that was hilarious <laughs> got some interesting gifts on that one. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah um <laughs> yeah, not popular. I interviewed him once, actually, Oliver, Oliver Burke. By all accounts, he seems like a nice enough lad. Wasn't that nice? Was he not? No, but I'm not going to go into it because I, I don't know. I don't, I don't, it was only once and it was, uh, yeah, I don't want to jump on the bandwagon. Don't, don't judge someone <clears throat> on a first impression. Interviewed him and Connor Townsend, filling in for Matt Wilson one day. Oh, right, okay. Townsend was lovely. Ollie Burke, less so. Less so, yeah. I get the feeling you wouldn't mind if he was to be sold in January. Well, let's see. <laughs> uh, Daniel Tudge, three tough games coming up. Sheffield Wednesday being sort of the easiest. How crucial do you think these games are? I think if undefeated in these, could be five points clear. Oh, five points clear. That's Dreamland, isn't it? Five points clear. Oh, yeah, you take that. A nice cushion there. Love five points clear. So the next, the next three games are Sheffield Wednesday, Bristol City, both at home, Preston away. <clears throat> yeah. So I don't know. Sheffield Wednesday, look, it's like a. I feel like it's become a bit of a like one game mission. Like there's no Sawyers, there's no Livermore. Mm. Um, we obviously don't know who's going to take their place. <clears throat> obviously last week we kind of felt it might be Kravinovic and Ajay. <clears throat> but yeah, it's like I feel. I feel like it'd be quite a nice little siege mentality around that game. Like mm. everyone's got to like do it for the team there's no Livermore there's no Sawyers we've got a rally I think I think it helps being at home for that by the way it helps being at home <clears throat> Sheffield Wednesday are a good side and I have to admit I do think Gary Monk is a very good manager um, uh, some dodgy dealings with well Gary dodgy Monk. we won't get into that we don't get like very, yeah um, slightly surprised he got the job to be honest yeah um, me too but 
he's got a good track record, hasn't he? Wherever he's been, he's done well. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so it's a very, very tough game. I think they play a four-five-one, so they will pack the midfield, which mm. I think is interesting because obviously Albion going to be without their first choice midfielders, and Livermore and Sawyer's do cover an awful lot of ground between mm. them. Um, but I kind of think it will be a bit of a rallying one. I think everyone will sort of come together to get through that game without their duo. Yeah. Bristol City. I think so. I think I think they'll beat Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah. <clears throat> I think they'll beat Bristol City. I think Preston's <clears throat> the toughest one, you know. Preston, I'm absolutely and I'm becoming a little bit obsessed with because we've talked we have spoken about XG and stuff before, haven't we? It's mental when you look at it. Like absolutely insane. All the if this was if it, if you looked at their numbers on a spreadsheet and it wasn't f- football you would know that a dip was coming yeah. logically what they are doing the numbers say they cannot continue they're just <clears> taking every bloody chance they, they get they're winning a hell of a lot of penalties they're taking every chance they get I mean they're playing really expansive football but you would imagine logically they, it cannot continue as it is they're still going to be a very good side and you mm. imagine they're going to flirt with the playoffs all season but the numbers suggest it can't carry on when you look at things like XG expected goals um, chances created so <clears throat> but in football anything can happen in football it, is a, it isn't about that it's about what happens on the day and taking those chances and being clinical and having that like delivering when it matters and they are doing that time and time again so mm. it's a real I mean that's I can't wait for that game I genuinely can't I want to I genuinely want to see Preston in action I, got, I actually want to watch them mm. and yeah I think I think it could, I think it could go any way that game I wouldn't even want to predict it I think Preston could win I think Albion could win I think it could be a draw I, I, I don't know it's going to be <clears throat> amazing considering they lost one of their best players in, in the summer as well who was that? Callum Robinson oh right yeah where did he go he went to Sheffield United did he yeah um, <clears throat> yeah Daniel Johnson's been doing bits for him they've got really 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 good players mm. um, I really good like manager as well Billy Bowden one of their forwards he's a, he's a lovely little footballer but yeah Pearson as well central midfield they've got good players mm. they've got good players and they've got a great manager there's no doubt about that um, yeah. <clears throat> so tough game yeah yeah tough indeed um, Jack Bradley Pereira to United surely that's agent talk as for Nathan Ferguson it looks increasingly likely we could lose him and it seems to have gone <coughs> quiet regarding him renewing what's the latest view let's talk about Pereira to United so Ferguson we've done and Pereira <clears throat> I, I'm going to say this very 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 reluctantly because I hate saying this phrase mm. I think Pereira to United is what is known as hate saying it hate saying it Lazy journalism. Yes. I don't... From what I hear, there's absolutely nothing in Pereira to United. Mm. Um, so I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Um, but from what I hear, there's nothing in it. And yeah, I think it might just be a bit of headline grabbing, which I would never do. I'd be surprised, you know, if that was to happen. If you're a United fan, no disrespect to Mateus Pereira or West Brom, you don't want to be signing a a midfielder from the championship but he is damn good and he is he's good rookie of the year in the Bundesliga <clears throat> what I would say is Bilic talks about him 
Bilic has gone, I don't know if I've done stories on it or not, but Bilic talks a lot about how the number 10 is dying. Mm. There is not many number 10s in the game, mm. whereas there used to be. The four-two-three-one system's dying, really. Yeah. <clears throat> like, Albion, I said that last week, I think, not many teams play that anymore. Hull did, but not many teams play that anymore. Not many teams play with what is an out-and-out out 10, which mm. is what Mate- Pereira is. And United have struggled with Juan Mata because yeah. they haven't been able to get him. He is a 10. I know he can play right and left, but so can Pereira play right and left. But <clears throat> He's not a right winger. He's not a right winger. You don't have the pace to play on the, on the wing for me. Yeah, but he's still effect. Oh, Mata. Yeah. Um, Pereira. Pereira, Pereira on the wing. Yeah. He, he's great coming off the wing. He's great coming off the wing, yeah. Off that right wing onto his left foot. Yeah. That was where he scored the goal against... Was it? Oh, I can't remember who scored it again. He's scored too many worldies. When Dean Garner just laid it off to him, he came in off the right, Dean Garner laid it off to him, bang. Was, was it, it QPR? Was it Blackburn? It was at home, wasn't it? No, it was away. Oh, then it might not. No, because uh, QPR <clears> was a free kick, wasn't it? Yeah. Why can't I remember that? Never mind. Never. Oh, was it? No, it was at home. It was at home. Are you sure it was? I'm sure it was it, Cardiff. Cardiff. Oh, maybe Cardiff? Yeah, either way, it doesn't matter. Um, <clears throat> it was at home. Uh, anyway. Um, yeah, it's, but from what I'm hearing, it's absolute nonsense. Mm. But I could so. be wrong. Like, I don't know everyone in football, but I, like, I, I just from what I'm hearing, like, it, it's not true. Yeah. <clears throat> um... If the board are keen on getting Gale in, where would this leave Austin? In my opinion, he's behind Zahor and Hal Robson Carno as it is now. It's interesting, isn't it? Because I mean, they paid money for Zahor and Austin. How, how long have you got, by the way, mate? Five minutes. Five minutes. All right. Okay. Um, this will be the last question. Then it's interesting, though. So I don't know. I don't know if you could say he's behind Zahor in terms of. I think I can. I. I would agree with Zahor deserves a shot. Mm. Just. To see what he can contribute <clears throat> um, ahead of Austin now, but Austin has still contributed to the success of this season. Mm-hmm. He has dropped in well. He has worked damn hard. He has been. He has. He has had an impact on the team. It's not the impact anyone wanted. Let's be honest. Like mm-hmm. he was brought in to score goals. He's just not done it. There's no two ways about that. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, I think. I mean, he's definitely behind Robson Carno at the minute. I'd say. Mm. Him and Zahor. I think that Zahor deserves a go. Then we'd then then you could assess Zahor, of whether Austin is behind him. I think Zahor deserves a chance to impress. If Gale came in, he's the number one choice, isn't he? Oh yeah, hands down. <clears throat> hands down. Um, so that'd be that really. He would be on the bench. Mm. And you do wonder, in answer to, into the question is. If Gale came in, would Austin even get on the bench? Would you loan? You'd loan? Would you loan one of the strikers out? You definitely want Robson Carno on the bench. Yeah. Because he's so good off the bench. So then, then you might have two strikers on the bench. You might. Mm. But if say Gale's starting and you want to change the game, you bring on Robson Carno. I mean, you only you only playing one striker anyway. What's the point in having two on the bench? He's not going to get a lot of game time, is it? <clears throat> so huge, huge. What are we on today? November the 18th? 18th. Huge six weeks for Austin. Mm. Absolutely massive. He's going to get a lot of games because there are a lot of games over Christmas. He needs to start scoring some goals, doesn't he? Let's be honest. Mm. Because if he doesn't, they're going to have to... They're going to have to bring someone in, mm. I think. Yeah, because that's the only the only position. The only position, really. <clears throat> right, we've got four minutes then. Four minutes. Four minutes. Well, two minutes on my watch. Four minutes on mine. 
Okay. All right, okay. West Brom versus Sheffield Wednesday this weekend. Back to it after the international break. First versus eighth. Um, Wednesday have only won one of the last five. Um, but as you said, Gary Monk now in charge. It's far from an easy proposition, isn't it? Hard game. There seems to be like... you look at, I looked at their team before we came in. And it's not like... There's no, there's no one that goes, wow. Like, <clears throat> I don't know. Have you seen Adam Reach score his world? He's... Yeah, but that was a long time ago, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, he's gone off the board a little bit. Like, Although Sam Johnson does not fancy him one bit. How does he not? He just constantly scores screams against Sam Johnson. Um, I mean, he had that spell, didn't he? Where he was banging them in from everywhere, yeah. <clears throat> every week. But, but yeah. I mean, Stephen Fletcher's a top scorer on five. I mean, he's a good player, Stephen. I'm not knocking him. Yeah. But, I mean... He can do a job on a defender on his day, can't he? But, I mean, he's, he's probably at his level, isn't he? If he retired at the end of the season, I wouldn't be shocked. I mean, I don't know how old. I, mean, I don't know how old he. I don't know how old he is. He ain't young. Put it that way. He's not young, is it? Um, I like that midfielder Luango, uh-huh. uh, Australian. He's a good player, um, but you feel like it's like I don't. I don't know an awful lot about them to be honest, but I do feel like they are getting more monks getting more out of them than yeah. perhaps. <clears throat> I, I would have had him as one of the promotion candidates under Bruce, you know, before he left. Yeah, they were thrown into turmoil, weren't they? Mm. Yeah. Who's your predicted 11? Because the questions are all in midfield, aren't they? For Albion. Yeah. Yeah, so my 11 is, and we'll end on this, yeah? Well, after you get your score prediction. Okay. Um, so obviously Johnston. Yeah. Furlong. Yeah. Bartley. Yeah. Higazi. He's back in. He's back in. Townsend. Yeah. Kravinovic. Yeah. Ajay. Yeah. Pereira. <clears throat> Phillips. Come on, we know this bit. Dean Garner. Then who's up front? <laughs> I might go I might just go Zahor. Zahor. Just give him a chance. Point mm. to prove. But then actually, do you want a bit in this game when you haven't got No, I'll go. Oh, I'll go no I'll go Austin Austin? yeah Austin for the work effort he has put in mm. dropping back which will help out the midfield I think um, yeah and then if, if things aren't going to plan I think Robson Carney from the bench this time mm. still knows the hall then I just, uh, yeah no so says, I, he wants, I says he wants to give him a chance yeah, he doesn't play him not without if everyone else is playing yeah but not I think you're right <clears throat> there's too many like Unknowns really mm. in that in that lineup. I think so. I think you go tried and trusted, especially with the new midfield coming in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Tried and trusted. That's what we're trying to say. Score yeah. prediction. I'm going three two Albion. Are oh, we going for a thriller? I always go for a thriller. <clears throat> Can't remember the last time we predicted like a nil nil draw. Two nil. Clean sheet. Mm. Interesting. I think they'll rally. And I think they're absolutely desperate to get a clean sheet at home. After three away, they're desperate for one at home. Mm. Um, I think they'll do it. We will see, we Joe will Massey. See. Right, um, right, loving you and leaving you. Sorry I've got to rush off. Yeah, Sorry blame. I'm leaving you, my award winner. <laughs> <laughs> Please, mate. Um, no, that does it. Uh, apologies for anyone who put in a question and didn't get it asked. So sorry, we were pressed for time and... The, uh, the day in a life or the week in a life ran on a little bit oh no um, did it I didn't want that section to run on oh uh, well it did we oh, can't well, help okay. it mate we <clears throat> can't help it right but yeah that just about does it we will both 
be at the Hawthorns over the weekend to see how Albion get on. Let's hope for three points so we can talk about a win on Monday. So bye-bye from me and bye-bye from Mr. Massey. Goodbye. <laughs>